and everything's in disorder. So we are trying to connect, find the thread within everything in existence. When you do that, then everything becomes a festival. Otherwise, that's the root of all suffering, forgetting our relationship with Krishna. But the, the source of all the happiness is reviving that relationship. And this is what uh, yoga is all about, to connect to Krishna. Not just to connect ourselves, but to connect everything with Krishna. Once you disconnect Krishna from everyone or anything, then you're in illusion. Then suffering comes through. The threefold miseries of uh, Adiyatmakari, Bhotika, Adidevika, they come, they affect you. And the full form miseries of birth, death, old age, and disease. So the devotees have a shelter that these things will happen in this world. You cannot avoid old age, you can't avoid death, you can't avoid disease. You can't avoid the, the, the distress caused by one's body and mind. You can't avoid uh, the distress caused by natural disturbances. We had like nice heat and then all of a sudden it started raining yesterday <laughs> and now it's cold. It's supposed to be summer, it's 18 degrees. <laughs> and the main one is misery is caused by other living entities. So this will always come and affect us once we disconnect from Krishna. And especially as a householder, um, we, we're faced with this very prominently. Um, for example, the, the mind is always disturbed about the mortgage, isn't it? My father told me when I was like 10 years old, he says, whatever you do, don't get a mortgage. He <laughs> we went to Bodhi's then, but he said, Whatever you do, don't get it. For some reason, I can remember that forever. Because don't ever do it. We had this mortgage for 20 years, and it was always on the mind. Of when are we going to pay? Are we going to pay it off? When are we going to You know? The house is on the line. Our home, our livelihood's on the line. Um, so, the, the mind is disturbed. It'll come, the disturbance. The body, so my f I'm talking about my father because he's the householder I know closely. <laughs> I was in his grihastasha. So working hard, trying to pay this mortgage, but then he got seriously ill. He had like pneumonia and he had to have an operation on his lungs. He actually has only half the lungs now. He had to cut some of it out. He couldn't work. You know, the body has caused so much suffering. And then like serious asthma, and you have to go through so many uh, treatments. Will my body still maintain? Um, and then from other living entities, maybe my father had to deal with us children who were quite rebellious. <laughs> we weren't the best in the world. Um, most of us have children growing up in Australia. So my parents, they immigrated here in the 80s. And 
they, they had their culture and then like you respect your parents, um, you're dutiful to what they want from you, do good in school and whatever else was there. But me and my brother grew up in Australia, it's like, we don't care. <laughs> you know, we, our Aussie mates were doing something else differently. Um, they weren't praying at home. Um, they weren't so like respectful to their parents, like we'd go to our friend's place and yeah, they'll even swear at their parents. And we're like, ah. <laughs> you know, if I said that to my mom, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll pick some of that up, you know, and you know, we even, I'm a good example, I, I don't speak my mother tongue, I understand everything. At home we speak Tamil. My mom will speak to me in Tamil, I'll speak back in English. <laughs> so you can see the disturbance from other living entities so close by <laughs> in even your own household. Um, and then yes, natural disturbances. Um, Melbourne's weather is not the best in the world. Uh, we were just in North Queensland, I had cyclones, I had floods. Um, Every year there's usually bushfires, this year not so many, I think, this summer, but floods came. <laughs> so we can see that they're going to come. So we need shelter. So especially here, it says here that we should somehow dedicate everything to the Supreme Lord. Krishna suggests that in the ninth chapter. Anyas chinti yantamam yejana parapasate. The Lord says that one who uh, is always meditating on my form, my transcendental form, worships me with exclusive faith, exclusive faith. For that person, I preserve what they have and carry what they lack. This is pretty much everyone's favorite verse in the Gita, I think. <laughs> 9.22. You can look it up. So this is uh, Krishna's insurance policy. We get insurance policies, right? For the house, for the car, contents insurance, life insurance, health insurance. I'm traveling a lot, I have to get travel insurance. What if they lose my bag? <laughs> what if they cancel a flight? So we always need insurance, but the main insurance policy is Krishna saying here, if you always meditate in his transcendental form, how do we meditate on Krishna's transcendental form? In Kali Yuga, it's by chanting the Maha Mantra. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. The name of Krishna is non different from Krishna himself. Namaschintamani Krishna, Chaitanya Rasavikraha. That that name of Krishna is like Chintamini. Chintamini is touchstone. You touch, you touch it to metal, turns into gold or whatever you want. You can get, um, and that's true for the devotee. Your desires get fulfilled. Have you experienced that before? By chanting Hare Krishna, by serving Krishna. Some desires you've had, maybe even before you're a devotee, got fulfilled. Does that happen? I'm getting nods, yes. 
<laughs> For me, it has. I'll share you one desire I had. I remember when I was like seven years old, maybe even ten, forever. Um, I remember watching travel shows, and they had you know different holiday spots you go to, and one of the places was Mauritius. And I was like, wow, beautiful beaches. I want to go there so badly. <laughs> I was always dreaming of Mauritius all the time. But then I, I became a devotee and I didn't care about Mauritius anymore. Like I, it was gone. It was there. It was a strong desire, but I was so young, teenager or whatever. But then uh, I started traveling 12 years ago, uh, 10 years ago. Sorry. No, 12. Oh my gosh. And every year. I go to Mauritius. <laughs> it's like Krishna had some plan to like, you know, fulfill that desire. We can see that with Dhruva Maharaj. If you think of Dhruva Maharaj, he was probably like, he had the most ambitious material desire you can imagine. You couldn't get more materialistic than that maybe. You know, we think like, yes, let me have a big kingdom. Bigger than the universe, you know. <laughs> it's pretty ambitious, right? And he went, where did he go? He went to the Lord. He, 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 he went to the Lord through Narada Muni. Uh, we'll come back to that point. He went to the Lord. Let me get this kingdom. And under the guidance of Narada Muni, he performed a Sangha Yoga, became self-realizing in six months, not breathing, <laughs> to that point of not breathing, and holding the breathing of the universe. His austerity was so strong. But then, when his meditation broke, opened his eyes and saw Prishnigava Vishnu, the Lord in front of him. Then he says, I thought I wanted diamonds, but I can see, after seeing you, it's just broken pieces of glass. He was purified of the material desire. But what did the Lord give him? He gave him a kingdom bigger than his grandfather, Lord Brahma, he gave him the pole star, Dhruvaloka, which is a spiritual planet. And it's expressed, I think, in the fifth canto, that um, it's, it's showing the universal structure. And if you look at the universal structure, it's kind of like, like the clockwork, the cogs, and the makings of a watch, you know. And in the center, you, that's where all the hands are turning. So the center of the universe, if you think of it like a big clock, then the center would be, the pole star would be Juvaloka. All the planets spin around there. So then, uh, because that is in the center of the universe, uh, that pole star has the presiding deity of, of time. The Lord is known as Kala, time personified. But he gave that, 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 that responsibility, that position, to be the predominant deity of time to Dhruva Maharaj. <laughs> Such a position. He doesn't want it, he don't care. He just wants to serve the Lord and his devotees. Let me just serve. That was his desire. Let me just serve your devotee, Narada Muni. Same with Pallad Maharaj. Nishingadev said, I will give you anything. What does he do? Please liberate my father. <laughs> Yeah, don't worry, your father's liberated. Seven generations are liberated. Back and forth. What do you want? Uh, for me, 
I can remember you. But these foolish rascals, you can't remember you. You please deliver them. You will appear in Kali Yuga to make them remember you. But that's very nice. But what do you want? I want the service of your pure devotee. I want to be a servant of Narada Muni. This is the highest desire you can have. This is the greatest position we could have in this universe. It's a verse in the third canto. I can't remember it. It talks about that out of all the things you could be in the universe, the best thing you can be is the servant of the Lord. That's the most ambitious position. Advaita Charya, it's his appearance coming up. What did he say? I'm a servant of Lord Chaitanya. I'm a servant of Lord Chaitanya. I'm a servant of Lord Chaitanya. He's dancing. This is the greatest position I can have. And who is Advaita Charya? None other but Mahavishnu or Sadashiva, you could say, combined. Even Mahavishnu wants to serve the Supreme Lord. We could see that he arranged this whole conspiracy, this whole trick of stealing the, the sons of that Brahmana ten times. And he complained to the Yadavas, you guys are eunuchs, you cannot even protect us, this is all your fault. Arjuna comes, yes, I was able to obtain the, the weapon of Lord Shiva, I defeated him, I will defeat you know, and if I don't save your tenth child, then I'll jump into the fire. Krishna is known as Bhaktavatsal, he protects his devotee. Uh, he, he told Arjuna, please declare boldly that my devotee never perishes. He always upholds the devotee's promise. So Arjuna, around this house, as his, his, the Brahmana's wife is about to give birth, he, he put this astro where it like creates a net around the whole house. But then the baby was born, gone. And he's like, okay, I better jump into the fire. And then Krishna, wait, <laughs> don't do it yet. I know where it is, <laughs> come with me. They jump on his chariot, they go through all the universal all the different planets, they go through all the layers of the universe, they, they, they find them, they're in this dark place, the horses get scared, he throws his Sudarshan chakra, there's light, they make it to the, the planet of Mahavishnu, and Mahavishnu says, oh, so nice, I get to take darshan of you, my Lord. Krishna is known as Bhushana Bhushana Anga. He's the ornament of ornaments. People put ornaments on themselves, especially ladies, they put different ornaments to make yourself look more beautiful. But Krishna, he makes the ornaments look more beautiful. He puts ornaments so he makes them look beautiful. <laughs> it says that when Krishna is running as a, as a child away from Mother Yashoda, the, the earrings are swinging to and fro and they're shark shaped. Krishna says in the 10th canto, out of fishes I'm the shark. But the word is called like, was it? Makata? Mak makarata. So, it, someone revealed to me that it's not like a shark, it's kind of more like a dolphin. <laughs> and um, so they, these earrings, shaped like dolphins or sharks, as you wish, they're kissing the cheeks of Krishna and they become more enlivened. Because everything's conscious in the spiritual. So Krishna is always maintaining his devotees, no matter what happens.
There's nothing to worry about. So how we in the in our in our lives, how do we how do we do this? How do we become more dependent on the Lord? Uh, Yudhisthira Maharaj calls himself as a householder as Griha Mudadi. We're just fools in a in a house. <laughs> you know, we're in a crazy house. <laughs> what can we do? So one must approach the Mahamuni, the realized souls. Tadvidi Pranipatena Pranipatena Sevya Upadekshantitegnyanam Gyanastavadarshana. Just try to approach a spiritual master, inquire from him submissive, render service unto him. These self-realized souls can impart knowledge unto you because they have seen the truth. Krishna says, I am, there's no truth superior to me. They have seen Krishna. They, they know exactly who you are as a spirit soul and sir, loving servant of Krishna. They want to place you in that highest position as a servant of Krishna. The gopis of Vrindavan are considered the greatest, highest position you could have. But how do they see themselves? We are simply the maidservants. We don't think, oh, we're her girlfriends and we can control him. And No, we are simply his maidservants. Same with the queens of Dwarka. When um, it was a Draupadi or Rohini, was, Draupadi was asking, how did you end up, how, you know, sometimes they, you ask couples, oh, so how'd you meet? <laughs> So they, everybody wants to know, so how did you end up getting married to Krishna? And, and each queen is like telling their story. But at the end of every story, they say, yes, and I am just simply a maid servant in his palace. In the material world, it feels like when we say servant, it's like nearly, oh, you're going to be a slave, you're going to be exploited, you're going to be victimized, right? In Milton's Paradise Lost, there's, there's a line by Satan, he says, Better be, better be a king in hell than a servant in heaven. So this is the mentality of those in this prison house. They want to be the king. They want the kingdom of God without God. They want to rule. They want to be the center of attention. They don't want to be on the side. They don't want to be an assistant. They want to be the main star. So that's why it's so hard. We have this mentality within us. That's why we're in this material world. That's why we have this prison suit called the material body. So we need someone who's liberated from this prison. Who, and that is the spiritual master, the self-realized soul. How do we, re we have to inquire submissively. Usually we inquire from the Guru, it's like, we have an idea. Guru Maharaj, I want to do this. Is it okay? <laughs> you didn't be open to what he wants to do with you. How long we've tried to be happy in this world? How many lifetimes we tried to be happy? We tried ourselves. Nothing worked. Zero. Suddenly we come in touch with this movement but we still try our own plans within it. <laughs> so we have to somehow just wipe it clean and say, Guru Maharaj, whatever you want me to do, you tell me. I'll do it. It takes a while to come to that point. 
So then we have to associate with those who are open to the Guru, the Guru's instruction. They're open. We see them advance so quickly. So how do they do it? It's, it's by hearing. We think hearing is just like, okay, some sound goes in, that's it. But actually hearing is very powerful. It can shape, it can shape your whole consciousness. People's perception in life is totally shaped by what they, goes in their ears. That's why in the Gurukul, in the Gurukul, traditionally, they would wake up early and just chant mantras. Whereas Bhagavad Gita, some stotrams from the Upanishads, they're just chanting. They don't understand it, but they'll just chant. This chanting of the verses of, like we're just chanting now, before, it actually purifies the intelligence. The intelligence has been intercepted, has been corrupted by lust, which swerves us away from Krishna. So by hearing Vedic literature, especially from a self-realized soul, by the sound vibration, these kids get purified intelligence. Later on, they understand the meaning, and then it's understood that when they hit 25, they enter the Grihasa Ashram. Because you're so busy in the Grihasa Ashram, you don't have time to study, to hear so much. You engage in like maintaining the household. But because those verses, that information has been plugged in so early, and you've been going over it again and again, when you hit those times when you need shelter, they just come flooding in. That's the power of these sound vibrations. Shrimvatam Swakata Krishna Punya Sharana Kirtana Hirnantastobajani Vidu Notisa Hitsatam. Just by hearing these messages of the Bhagavatam, the Lord when you come eager to hear it, the Lord as a super soul in the heart purifies your material desires. And says, Oh, he wants to hear about me, he wants to come to me. So it's not just the book Bhagavad, but the person Bhagavad as well. It says that Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda descended in Kali Yuga to deliver everyone by the two Bhagavats. The book Bhagavatam, Shruma Bhagavatam, and the person Bhagavat, the spiritual master. It is said that the secret of success is to satisfy the spiritual master. We sing every morning, Yasya Prasada, Bhagavat Prasada, Yasya Prasada, Nagatika Topi. So you cannot get the mercy of Krishna, that shelter that we need through all this suffering that we have to deal with. You can't get it unless you get the mercy of the spiritual master. That is done through executing his instruction, satisfying him. And this is the role of not only the Grihasta, but every ashram, every every aspiring devotee. So I'll stop here. And if you have any questions or comments. You can ask. I finished early, huh? Um, 
I think it's not on. Okay. Anyway, the battery's gone again. That's okay. You can tell me. I'll repeat it for everyone at home. You can say, I'll repeat. Prabhuji is saying that this mortgage stress is real. <laughs> Everyone has to go through it. And uh, I saw my father go through it. So how to deal with it? So for a devotee, that Lord Brahma prays to the Lord that, Oh my Lord, for your devotee who patiently waits for your mercy, he still suffers the, the reactions of his past misdeeds. So we still have to suffer, um, whether we have a mortgage or not. But he sees it as uh, Krishna's kindness. Okay, you're giving me distress, but only to help me come closer to you. You know, you're getting rid of this karma. So in that way, so what does he do when the distress comes? He He still worships the Lord with his heart, words and body. So somehow, when the stress comes, we still engage in our worship of the Lord. Where there's chanting, puja, hearing, uh, coming to the temple, some seva we have at the temple. We don't let that go. Actually, it's this thing that's going to maintain us. Um, that the spiritual world becomes his rightful claim. So if we hold on to the service to Krishna, no matter what happens, whatever anyone says to us, even if it's devotees, if they blaspheme us or whatever, um, it could be the most... Because we're always, most of us, in only in association with the voice. Sometimes the karma comes through them. <laughs> but that's okay. It's only pastime. It's not their fault. Because once you they their kalpa rikshas, the oceans of mercy, they give you Krishna, you know. So we're not going to put the blame on the devotees. We're going to understand that I need to go through something. But are we worried that Krishna will not like give us a place to stay he will you know he's maintaining all the ants all the animals the elephants in africa eating 50 kilos every day they don't go to school they don't work they don't they don't do anything but somehow they're getting maintained so if we have some dedication to krishna especially to the spiritual master if we're taking initiation we're showing krishna like okay i'm yours and lord ram said to you know, about Vibhishan, that whoever sends them to me, I make the vow that I'll always give him protection. You know, Lord Ram tells us. So, um, we can, we, we, our faith will only hold on 
uh, if we continue the hearing process, which is pretty easy. I mean, we can uh, always turn on a lecture um, while we're driving, while we're doing housework, while we're doing some service. There's always, some hearing can always go on. You may not take attention to everything, but it goes in. And you may catch something. And uh, from what I hear from all the devotees here, it's like everyone's listening to Keshav Maharaj. <laughs> He's so amazing. I think so too. And, uh, you know, it's, this will shape the perception that you're not in danger, but you have shelter. So it needs to be that constant reminder, reminder yeah. to somehow increase the faith. If we're not hearing about the glories of Krishna and Krishna's supremacy, uh, naturally we'll hear from our own mind and dirty intelligence. And they'll give us like, no, you, you are maintaining everything. <laughs> you are doing it. Yeah. And then we can see how we always fall short. Material nature would just go shh, and then we get in trouble. Is that okay? Yeah, perfect. Very nice. Yeah. Also, Prabhu, you, you travel all over the world with your Harinam Sanketan. So, what has been, so you are practically, even um, you, are salt, you have got shelter and you are shelterless as well because you don't, because uh, you are constantly on prowl. Yes. So, how do you survive? How do you manage? Uh, when you try, keep traveling, like you have been doing it for so many years now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, modern civilization, they've brainwashed us in such a way that like, if you don't work, if you don't have a job, you can't live, you'll be homeless, you'll be starving, you'll be on the street. Um, they're trying to teach you that, it's wrong. <laughs> no, it's you, you serve Krishna. It's the service that's maintaining us. Um, that's, that's what's doing everything. There's nothing, the Lord, the Lord is always, he's er, yeah, he's, everything's resting on him. That's what I'm trying to, that was the first point. We're always trying to find the thread that's holding everything together. You know, and then, uh, and then it becomes festive. For example, you you get the money to pay off your mortgage. You know it's, if you know it's Krishna, then you're going to give the house to Krishna. You'll use it in such a way that it's always pleasing to Krishna. But if you think that you are the one who paid off the mortgage, you're the one who built the house, you're the one who did everything, then you'll use it for sense gratification. And then, what does Krishna say about sense gratification? That by contacting the material senses is the sources of misery. Is that what you want? No. It's not at all. We don't want to contact the sources of misery. We want to co contact the source of all pleasure. Akila Rasamrita Murti. This is uh, our goal. And whatever happens, um, Whatever happens, whether it even is like, you know, these bad things do happen to those. Maybe you, you lose the house, you know. That'll be a test. You know, Bali Maharaj, <laughs> he got everything, the whole universe. <laughs> he had the whole universe. 
And this small boy, and he did the right thing, he was giving charity. You know, ah, yeah, sure, I'll give in charity, you know. And even after the Lord stepped over the whole thing, he says, hey, I have one more step left, and uh, where should I put it? On my head. Uh, head is included in the whole universe. So then he punishes him. Can you imagine that? Maybe a similar example would be like, you give like maybe your whole life savings to the, to the temple, and then the temple says, you're not allowed to be here anymore. Can happen. I don't know. <laughs> it's just our karma. It can work that way. We don't want you here anymore. It's like, but I gave everything. <laughs> Is it good? And Ramanadev, he punished Balimraj. But Balimraj, he says, no. He stopped his, even his soldiers from attacking. And he took a yes. I'm, I need to, this is the Lord's mercy upon me. Eventually the Lord became his own doorkeeper and gave him a place better than Indra. So the Lord's plan is always like, he has a bigger vision than we do. You know, he, his vision of how to make us happy, how to be successful is way broader. Just like parents for their own children. Children have some vision, but it always, it's not so far, you know. Yes, I'll be happy if I get this toy, <laughs> you know. I get this toy, yes! We know they'll get bored of it, and nothing's good for them. But we know they have to go to school, right? <laughs> they have to go to school, they need to like, be intelligent to deal with this world. So they may not enjoy it right away. They think, why are you stopping me from playing? I want to stay at home and play, now you send me to school. No, we want them to be successful. So the Lord is the greatest parent with a million times more love than our own parents. And a greater vision. He's in the heart. He knows exactly the distress you're going through. It's not like he doesn't know. He knows. But he always set up a plan for you. And the way that that plan gets set up is we surrender to the spiritual master. What the spiritual master wants from us. We have to be open to that. If we're not open to that, he cannot tell us anything. So, this is the way I get through it. Because <laughs> my spiritual master said, if you want to conquer lust, make Harinam big. I didn't know. I was in Melbourne that time. I wasn't even initiated yet. I'm thinking, where am I going to go? I don't have any money. And <laughs> you know, does it mean big in Melbourne? Does it mean big in my consciousness? Somehow I'm traveling around the world. Last 12 years. I hate traveling. <laughs> I don't like it. Never liked it, but you know, he wants me to do it. Let me try. So. Yeah. And you, we bro. can see the great example is Srila Prabhupada. How did you get all this success? Because I sent percent for the instruction of my spiritual master. If you get money, print books. Preach in the Western world. And we, as part of his, you know, receiving his mercy, pretty much everything we do and know about Krishna consciousness has been emanating from Srila Prabhupada. You know, so we need to help in his mission to spread Krishna consciousness. 
And you, that's the, the desire of the spiritual mass. Somehow we have to spread this Krishna consciousness, give that mercy to other people. Because that debt to the spiritual master, it's like you can't pay it back. But you can try, and usually it's by preaching. And preaching doesn't mean like, okay, you know, you're out on the street doing books, that's one way, or getting on the street, book distribution. We have our own areas. You know, we have our, our social circles here and there at work. Um, so we somehow run into the same person on the train all the time. It could be in any sphere. Just carry sm three small books with you. They'll burn a hole in your pocket in your bag. Because you have got them there, you're thinking about, okay, somehow Krishna has to send someone. <laughs> Suddenly, just by having those books in your bag, thinking I'm gonna, I have to give this to someone, you're straight away off the selfish platform. You're off the platform of lust. And you're on the platform of love. This, it, sense gratification is gone when you preach. And then Krishna will send someone. You know, it's like, oh, you know, oh man, I really want to get into spiritual life. <laughs> you never thought this person, oh, I have these books, maybe you like, you just give them to them. Some, so many of us in the Melbourne community are very good cooks. <laughs> so then you, you know, you give prasadam. And you can give it to the kids, they give it to the kids at school. And have you done that before? Gave prasadam at school? You can try. <laughs> That's preaching. You can, yeah, so there's so many ways within our own sphere as well. Because I know not everyone can jump on the street. It's a bit scary, it's a bit crazy. But we have our sphere, we have an area where we can preach. This is a preaching movement. This is not a movement where you just come and be religious. I'm a good person, I'm religious. No. We have to connect others to Krishna. Because it means so much to that person when they get connected. They've been drowning in this world. Like we did school easier in November last year. And we made one devotee. And he's a 17 year old boy. And he, he just followed us all the way back to our apartment, go dancing crazy. And then he revealed to one of the devotees, he said, actually tonight I was going to kill myself. And then I saw you guys and I just joined in your singing and dancing. And now this is the only thing that has meaning in life. It's the only thing that has meaning in life. Just like when Lord Shiva stopped Rikasura from killing himself, chopping his head. He didn't appear, but he had to. You naturally show compassion when someone's about to commit suicide. Every single living entity who has no connection with Krishna is practically committing suicide. Decoration of the aimly the aimly the they're wandering aimlessly just to decorate the dead body at the end. Imagine your life. No japa. Okay, maybe that's okay. <laughs> okay, imagine your life, no prashadam. No zero. You've had no can you imagine? No prashadam. Just like eating sin. <laughs> Alright? Imagine life, no kirtan. Zero. It's like none. You have to sing karmi songs. 
some Bollywood songs. Can you imagine? Imagine your life, no, no Srila Prabhupada's books. You have, the books are not in your life. No temple, no deities. Imagine your life without the word association. That's what they're living. And we all got mercy. We all got mercy to give. When spiritual master talks about when we first come to this mercy, this movement, we get uh, a nectar cup. It's a cup you use to catch nectar. So you, you come and wow, you catch it and then drink it. But when you use the same cup to give nectar to someone else, the cup gets bigger. So then you catch more nectar, drink it, catch more, and then give it, and then it grows bigger, catch more, drink it, go, ah, and then it gets bigger, throw it. And you got this big thing. And eventually you're drowning in nectar, anandam bhudivadhanam. That's pretty much where we want to go. And that's the gift of this movement under Srila Prabhupada. Like I said, once you preach, that lust cannot affect you. So automatically you're, you're involved in love, the love of Krishna. And that's very overwhelming. So the more you try to connect others to Krishna, the more you'll eventually drown in that love. So yeah, it was a question. Yeah, sure, sorry. <laughs> I'm giving long answers because... <laughs> Hare Krishna Prabhu, thank you for the nice class. Prabhu, whenever I see you, you are always enthusiastic in the Kirtan, in the Harinam, always ecstatic. But when I see for myself, sometimes I'm very like dull and sometimes I'm very enthusiastic. So are there any gradual steps that need to be taken to come to that platform where we're always just enthusiastic and bhakti and like joyful? You okay. <laughs> Enthusiasm. Um, yeah, it's association mainly. Uh, if you're with those who are enthusiastic, then you get it automatically. It's like contagious. You, know? you could be laid down, but then sometimes I'm also not enthusiastic. Um, but I get to see, especially you and your family, you come here every morning and you're there, you know, it's like, wow, this is, our movement is in good hands, you know? <laughs> That's why I feel like. And it makes me enthusiastic. Okay, you know, when you guys become like the super preachers, I'm going to be around, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, enthusiasm, it comes from those who are enthusiastic. You hang out with them, you'll get it. Uh, especially with the Bhagavatam, it's Krishna himself, it's ecstatic. And, um, and, and yes, in the, uh, following the instructions of the spiritual master, when you follow the instruction, you're directly in contact with the pure devotee. So you'll get some of that enthusiasm as well to serve and love Krishna more and more. Is that right? Yeah, that's good. Okay, anyone else? Jai. Kantara Shrima Bhagavatam ki, Srila Prabhupada ki jai, go permanently.